Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we drink a new bottle of wine. And this is a very appropriate occasion to drink wine. Oh, yes. Because we are talking how to get married. How to get married. We're going to be talking about the differences between a marriage license and a marriage certificate, how to change your last name if you choose to, and all of the different legal processes that go into getting married. This is not like how to plan a wedding. No, episode. no, no, no. This is like how to legally get married. Because there's to so many. join. Yes. There's so many hoops to jump through. And I'm like, oh, we learned a lot. Even if you have no plans to get married, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah. And at the end of the episode, we are playing Would You Rather. Would and You I have Rather. Some, I have two good ones for you. Oh, dang. I feel like I don't have any good ones. No, I have I have great ones for you. Also, Corinne was sick and your voice sounds really good. You know when you have like that sick voice and it's oh, like... Oh, no. Ah, Is like, that what's happening? Well, it's like raspy, like in, in a good way. I will way. say I'm no longer sick. Oh, no, this no, no, I know. a residual situation. Yes, but like, you know when like your voice sounds cool oh. for a few days after? Should I record like an audiobook or something? Good thing I have a podcast. I heard somebody, I heard somebody say that whenever you get this, record your outgoing voicemail. Oh, I don't have one of those. Joe I don't has either. one and it's, it's just like, <laughs> hi, you reached Joe Hooten. <laughs> Mine just is like, leave a number, you leave your whatever for, you know. Yeah, my mom's is, um, she goes, hi, you've reached Connie and I'm not able to get to the phone right now. So you can leave me a message or text me. Has she had She's, it forever? Yes. Like when texting was a new thing, she went, or text me. She thought she was very innovative with that. And I was like, she kind of also is doing a voice as if she's some type of caller girl. Oh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's not your voice. She was really <laughs> feeling it. Um, my mom's has been the same literally since like 2003. And it's, hi, this is Marina. Please leave me a message. Thanks. <laughs> and that's like literally exactly how it sounds. <laughs> I've heard it at least 400 times. More, I'm definitely more than that for sure. Yeah. Okay, now what are we drinking this Ooh, We are drinking. It is a white. Hold on, let me lean down and grab it. All right. It is the Clendenin Family Vineyard from Santa Maria Valley. So that's near you? It's mid-California, okay. mid-coast. It's okay. like near San Luis Obispo, gotcha. sort of. And this is called Tokai Friulano. I trust it. If that's how you said it, I trust that. And then what it, it says is. Borgo Buon Natal. What accent are you doing? I assume <laughs> that's Italian. Okay. Okay. Um, I, wasn't sure I don't were... know what Borgo Buon is, but I know Natal is birth because right. that's my name. Yeah. Doesn't say what it is. It just says it's a, a white. A white. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a little. Love that for us. Give it a shot here. You guys, we have exciting news. We have a breakthrough. I don't even know if it's a breakthrough. We do. Our baby daddies reached out. <gasps> they did. Our baby daddies. And this is misleading because there are a lot of baby Got daddies. a lot of baby daddies. There's a lot of baby daddies. But the baby daddies. The baby daddy who has, I think, been in almost every single episode. Yeah. Reached out to us. Would you? I think that when we say things on this podcast, it manifests because I also think it might have been that same episode where I was referencing the queen dying, and, and then, then the queen died. Is gone. And if that was me, I apologize, universe. 
Okay, sorry. I'm not going to keep you guys on your seat. <laughs> oh, yeah. On the edge of your Tell seat. them the anyway, baby daddy. The Pew Research Center reached out they to us. They emailed us. Can you believe? Unbelievable. I was at a dinner with friends and I looked at our email and I go, oh, oh my God. The Pew Research Center just emailed me and Natalie and my friends were like, oh, oh. They're like, cool. That's cool. And one person was like, what's the Pew Research Center? I said, what? How do you uh, not know what the Pew you don't Research, know the Pew Research Center is? They're only our baby daddies. They're only the fathers to our children. They reached out and also they did offer us a tour. Yeah, they did. If they said if we're ever in Washington, D.C. Yeah. And they were like, you know, it's kind of just like a lot of <laughs> cubicles. But if they want to see it and we're like, we do. I'm very interested. What are they currently researching? Oh, I, I would love to know. And they also said if we ever need like one of them to be an expert, they would. <gasps> they said that? Yes. Natalie, shut up. They said that in the email. They were like, if you ever need an expert, like, then we have one here at Pew. Unbelievable. I know. I just want to thank everyone out there for listening to the podcast <laughs> to I get know. us to this point. I know. I'm like, <laughs> who was listening that tipped them off? Or does somebody at Pew? Whoa. Oh, sorry. I just had a sip face. of the wine. Oh, let me try wine. Whoa. Did, also, that was a very um, light pour there. Well, usually we only do a teeny <laughs> you know, tiny pour. I appreciate it. But it's just like, <laughs> it's like, like a sip. <laughs> I really feel bad about the amount of wine we waste on this show. I know. Okay, so let's get into how to get married and why we chose this topic, Natalie. Yes. Well, we're at the age where a lot of our friends are starting to get engaged or married. And we realize that we don't really know what all is required to actually get married. Because we know you don't just like walk down the aisle and it's like, done like that's not how it works there's a lot of hoops that couples are required to jump through before actually being married so we wanted to see what those hoops may be what the hoops may be yes but you know we love a fact can we get into some facts about marriage in the u.s yes well half of americans ages 18 and older were married in 2017 a share that has remained relatively stable in recent years, but has steadily been decreasing since 1990. One factor driving this change is that Americans are staying single longer. The median age at first marriage has reached its highest point on record, 30 years for men and 28 years for women in 2018, according to the U.S. Census Bureau. And in 2015, for every 1,000 married adults ages 50 and older, 10 had divorced, up from five in 1990. And among those ages 65 and older, the divorce rate roughly tripled since 1990. Oh, the boomers we, lose we, again. We also have to do a eventually, it's seemingly a how to get divorced oh, episode. Yeah, that's true. Because. That's true. Or a prenup episode. We didn't put prenups in here. You know what I thought about it right you know after we hung is? up and it's... I was like, there's so much information here. We can't get into it. But also prenups feel like its own episode. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Because okay. for the most part, people are like, I don't even know what it is. You know? Yes. Well, another fact is that remarriage is on the rise. In 2013, 23% of married people had been married before compared to just 13% in 1960. Hmm. Also, sizable minorities of married people are members of a different religious group than their partner. But marriages and partnerships across political party lines 
are relatively rare. How fun would that be, though? I get that. Ooh, I don't oh, think sorry, it'd be fun let me take for that me. Back. For a sitcom. <laughs> oh, for a sitcom, perhaps. Well, didn't they try to make that movie about it? And what it was, was horrible. What movie? It was called oh, I gotta remember this. Purple Heart on Netflix. And it was about a girl, who a type 1 diabetic, who married a Marine for the insurance. <laughs> and she was a liberal and he was a Republican? Yes. Oh. And then blue and red together is purple, but also purple heart because he's in the military. Oh, wow. There's so many. The smoke is very layers. deep. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, when it comes to politics, a 2016 Pew, Pew Research, Research Center. Center survey found that 77% of both Republicans and Democrats who were married or living with a partner said their spouse or partner was in the same party, which, you know, it's so unfortunate that we're at this point that we're so divided you you can't even love somebody of the other political party but yeah i mean it, it does make sense given the current circumstances the current climate it's really making sense but not so we hear this a lot like there's marriage licenses mm -hmm. and then there's a marriage certificate and and what what is a marriage license like wh what is that right so a marriage license is what you get first and it's basically an application to be married it's not a free application though most states the fees around like 75 or 100 bucks okay once you filled it out, had your ceremony, gotten it signed, and your officiant has turned it back into the county, then you receive the certificate. Okay. So you have the license, and then once, you know, you, you do the, the aisle, the whole thing, then it becomes a certificate. But state marriage laws, they are each different, so you need to look up your own states. And a lot of them have different rules. Okay. But a lot of them have also been changing rapidly. So some of the, like, stranger rules, you had to do a blood test. A lot of them required <gasps> blood tests. Also, it was only for the women, which, of course, to test for, like, certain STDs and stuff. What? Like, you weren't. You weren't swindling this man to marry you and then uh, you had like syphilis or something. This is giving um like virginity checks. Yes, kind of thing. Exactly. Like a hymen check. Yeah. So but you know, because I think people realize like that's pretty fucking weird. A lot of them have uh changed that. A lot of states also had to do physical exams. I don't know why. I think also some of the states were checking to make sure that they weren't related to each other. That makes sense. And also maybe like verifying somebody's age. If they didn't have like a license, like, you know. Could like, you do that via physical? I don't know. Regardless, it's fucking weird. It's weird. It's weird. It's all weird. So you should definitely check your county marriage license bureau office, the county clerks, the city clerks, or your town clerk's office before making any sort of plan to do anything because you might need to be prepared. Okay. However, the blood test thing, Montana is the only state that still requires that as a requirement to apply for the license. So out of 49 states, it's just yes. Montana. Yes. And then another special thing is in California, there are two different marriage licenses, which I think is very interesting. Ooh. So there's a public one and a confidential one. And actually the confidential one, there's a ton of benefits. So number one, no witnesses necessary. It's provided to you on the spot. It's just like, here you go. The license can be brought to you right before your wedding. Nobody needs to know unless you want them to. The only way that somebody other than the couple can get it is with a court order. So like 
you know how you, you can like publicly look up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do that if you have a confidential marriage license. Mm-hmm. And so I think because celebrities were. There's you know, a lot of celebrities that you're like, like Mindy Kaling and BJ Novak could probably be made. They could definitely be secret. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we would never know because nobody can you know can't except for the two not public them. record. Mm, mm-hmm. Interesting. I was reading this thing and this lawyer was like, there is no reason not to get a confidential. I will be getting a confidential. Well, absolutely. Well, <laughs> if I even. There's so many hoops. There's a lot of hoops. There's a lot of hoops. <laughs> Let's start through the hoops, shall we? Yeah. Okay. So step one to getting married is to set a date and a place for your wedding. So before you can apply for a marriage license, you need to know where and when you'll be getting married. Why, you might be asking? Well, because you typically have to file your marriage license application in the county in which you will be getting married. Oh. So you can't, if you're getting married, a little destination, mm -mm, you have to apply there. Okay. Furthermore, marriage licenses expire. Mm. Some, for example, expire after 90 days. So if you're planning your wedding one year in advance of the date, then you have to wait to apply for the marriage license until you're within that deadline. Otherwise, you'll end up having to apply all all over again, which is the last thing a couple wants to do when they're really busy planning their wedding and doing a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. There's actually only five states and Washington, D.C. that don't have an expiration date. And those are Georgia, Idaho, Mississippi, New Mexico, in South Carolina. Otherwise, time's a ticket. Yes, because if you want it to become the certificate, the license has to be first. Exactly. It can't. It cannot expire. Exactly. And on the other hand, you can't wait until the very last minute either. So there's typically a few day waiting period from filing to getting your license. So you should plan to file at least one week before your wedding to make sure everything is in order, works out. In Texas, for example, you must wait at least 72 hours before getting married after you apply for a marriage license to actually get married meaning that if you put this off until two or three days before the wedding the license wouldn't really be valid Uh, so you really have to go into your state your county and understand okay when is this like how long do i have for this license before i can it expires right and also and i could be wrong about this but i think that's what's special about nevada and vegas is that there's no waiting period so you can just roll up to the window and be like we're married now yeah because i i guess the waiting period is so that doesn't happen (laughs) (laughs) in case you're like hammered or something right exactly the next thing you're going to do is you're going to visit the county clerk the easiest place for you to get the marriage license is the county clerk's office if all documentation is in order you can plan to spend about an hour there You can even try to make an appointment beforehand so that you don't have to wait too long. Generally, you and your significant other must both be present at time of the marriage license application. You want to make sure that you don't show up empty handed because you'll both need to show proof of your identity. Each state's requirements are a little bit different. So again, be sure to check with your county clerk before heading in to find out what they specifically require. And if you're in Montana, prepare to give blood. Um, (laughs) typically however you'll just need like a driver's license or a passport but they may also require a birth certificate Mm. some states also require a witness for the marriage license application so you might need to ask a family member or a friend who's known you at least six months to tag along 
once you've proven your identity, you've turned into paperwork, you've paid your fee, then you'll be given the marriage license. Some states will hand you it right then and there, but others will mail it to you within a few days. Waiting period. The waiting period. Okay, so the next step is to get signatures from your officiant and marriage license witnesses. So naturally, the couple must be present when it's time to sign the marriage license post-ceremony, but it's better to get this taken care of early on before the party gets going and the drinks start flowing. And this is one wedding detail that you do not want to forget. So after you have your little ceremony, y'all got to sign it together. I wonder why you can't just do it like right beforehand. I'm confused about why you have to have a ceremony. What about courthouse weddings? What happens, What is a courthouse wedding? Well, the courthouse, they still have the officiant and stuff. But why do you have to do that? What is that? I guess it's like some sort of, it's a person that legally says, yes, this is valid. Why? So, he, so here's your certificate. Why can't you just sign the thing? Why can't you be like, I am married to you? You know, it's a great question. Mm, that's interesting. <laughs> I don't have it the answer. It feels rooted in Christianity. Anyways, probably. Whoever legally performed your ceremony, whether it was a judge, a religious leader, or a friend ordained for the day, must also sign the license. There will be a line for them to sign their name as well as specify their title or ordination. But note, there are a few states, Colorado, Wisconsin, D.C., and parts of Pennsylvania where you can self-unite or self-solemnize solemnize solemnize Solemnize. your marriage which oh here we go which means that not only does the officiant not need to sign your marriage license you don't need to have one in the first place that makes sense to me why would i this is something between me and somebody else why does somebody else have to be like yeah but i wonder if like in dc do you still have to have somebody that's there to say like yes they did this no it says it said you don't have to have one in the first place. But an officiant, do you still have to have a witness? Oh, that's you're, if you're in D.C., you're going to have to look that up yourself. Yeah, you will have to look that up yourself. But let's let's go over the officiant thing really quick. Mm-hmm. So a wedding officiant is the leader of the wedding ceremony. An officiant, whether secular or religious, works with the couple in the months before the wedding to craft the ceremony, which may include your personal vowels, readings, music selections, and more. They may also provide premarital counseling the officiant must be legally ordained to perform weddings in your state and understand your jurisdiction's laws as they pertain to the marriage license mm-hmm. okay so back to your marriage license so on top of the officiant you also need two witnesses to sign the license as well these could be your parents your maid of honor and best man or any friends you nominate for the honor, they must be physically present and, well, watch the two of you sign the marriage license. Okay. In most states, the marriage license witnesses must also be over the age of 18. Typically, you will need two witnesses, but in some states, you only need one. Okay. And then after all this is done, after the ceremony, it is the officiant's, which I thought was interesting, officiant's responsibility to return the marriage license to the county clerk, either by mail or in person. And after that, you are all set. You will, depending on where you live, you will either be mailed a certified copy of your marriage certificate or you'll need to go in person to pick up the certified copy. But yeah, isn't that, that is so interesting. And now I'm having a flashback to my dad's wedding where everybody was plastered and it was like 11 p.m. And I was the only one that was like, okay to drive. Because the officiant left the license and they were like, you have to bring it to the hotel. So I had to drive it, but I didn't know what I was doing. 
That's what you were doing. I was doing. like, why am I giving but again, him the license? why is the officiant doing that? Like, it just feels odd. Also, the officiant was simply my dad's friend, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Paul got ordained. Paul, yes. It, also, my brother-in-law's ordained. It's very simple, apparently, to be ordained. And then you can go on, on the internet. And yeah. You can do everything on the internet. You really YouTube, can. And I, I will die on hell for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Okay, now, this is where it gets all kinds of crazy changing your last name yes so if you're planning on changing your name during your visit to the county clerk to apply for your marriage license that's the best time to do it while you still retain your maiden name until you actually get married this will let the court officially know what your new name will be not only do you need to know what you want your official last name to be but your middle name as well because a lot of people do their middle name as their maiden right you have a lot of options, obviously. You can keep your name exactly the same. You can take your partner's name or vice versa. You can even make an entirely new last name. We have a friend that's probably going to do that. They're going to combine their names together and make a... Oh, I, I hope they do that because the heiress they is do. so freaking cute. Yeah, no, theirs is great. If you haven't decided if you're going to change your name, you can, of course, wait until a later time. However, if you wait, the only way to alter it down the road is through an official name change, which costs hundreds of dollars. So if you can figure out what you'd like to do before obtaining your marriage license, it'll save you time and money down the road. It's a it's a one stop shop. If yeah. you can just get it all done then. Yeah. And then once you have it changed, you have to obtain certified copies. So almost everywhere you'll need to officially change your last name. They're going to require proof of your marriage in order to accept the name change. So that's where certified copies of your marriage certificate come in. While the original version of your marriage certificate will likely stay on file with the county you married in, the county can provide you with government issued duplicates that will be accepted by other government entities and financial institutions as official proof of your marriage. And these can be purchased through the county clerk's office where you filed your marriage certificate. I did not know that at all, at all. You know, you got to update more shit, too. Yeah, you got to update, first and foremost, your social security card, which when we were writing this, I was that's panicked. Where, I said, where is my social security card? That's where it lost me. I swear I asked my mom for it. And I like, and I, I knew where I'd put it, but then I, I checked and it wasn't there. And then I'm like, does my mom have it? Do I have it? See, I'm so cynical about the future. I'm like, we're not even going to have social security. <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> Okay, so it's important because if the name on your social security records doesn't match the name you'd like on your new driver's license, your new driver's license will be declined or denied. The same goes for your passport. So you can apply for a new social security card by mail or in person. And if you plan on applying in person, you can expedite the process by filling out the application in advance. And there's no charge for updating your social security card. That's okay. interesting because they, they find a way to charge you for damn for near everything. literally everything. Um, you also have to do a driver's license, right? Yeah, you also have to do your driver's license. So after updating your social security card, the next place to change your name is on the form of ID you use most in everyday life. For most people, this is going to be your driver's license, but a state or military issued ID also works. So changing your name on your driver's license must be done in person. So budget time, bring a snack to go to the DMV. Oh, God. And while you're there, you also get a new photo. Okay, so, so hey, do a full beat. I will say my last driver's license photo, love. 
Can love. I, my passport photo was the best photo I've ever taken okay, in my life. Really good. And yours I was is... like, this is my one win. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So most states consider a name change to be a part of the like renewal process. So you'll want to fill out a license renewal paperwork in advance to save time on how many hours you're about to spend at the DMV. Yeah. So some other items that you're just, you're going to need to update. Natalie, just okay. just so you guys are aware. So so they're <laughs> on your radar. And bust out a notepad and a pen because you're going to need to change your passport, global entry or TSA pre-check if you've got it, your insurance, bank accounts and credit card. You also are, you have to inform your HR at work. That makes sense because it's like I have a new name. Yeah, it's true. <sighs> new email. Oh, yeah, they probably change your email. You should announce your name change professionally. So if email is your main source of communication at work, send an email from your updated address to all of your regular contacts, letting them know that you'll be using the new email address featuring your new last name going forward. Then, you know, you should probably also update your social media channels. But a good tip here would be for the first like six months or something, have like your first name and then your made a name and then your new name just so like if people are looking you up Searching and they still out. aren't you know they don't really remember i still call a lot of my friends who are married by their maiden names just because i i've not gotten in the habit i know it's so hard so yeah facebook instagram whatever and anything else that you just feel your linkedin name, linkedin whatever there's a lot of places that your name sits now what about getting married if you're not a u.s citizen Oh, okay. So contrary to popular belief, simply getting married in the U.S. does not change your immigration status, citizenship, or provide you with a green card, change your travel documents, etc. You'll need a special visa for this called the K-1 visa, which allows a person to be in America for 90 days before needing to be married to legally stay. Shout out to 90 Day Fiance. They all get their K-1 visa. And then they get here and they have 90 days to get married. This makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. My French teacher, she was British, actually. She was in the U.S. and got married and was like, it was a, it was a, it was a big headache for her. Yeah. No, it's a big deal. Okay, so the intention of a travel visa is a temporary visit. If you want to get married during your visit, then return home before your visa expires. That's okay, but a travel visa should not be used with the intention of entering the United States to marry, stay permanently, and adjust status. The fiancé and spouse visas are designed for this purpose. Yeah, and that's the K-1. The K-1. Yeah. So before making any wedding or travel plans, you should check with the local county clerk or marriage official where you want to get married to make sure you have all the documentation that is necessary so that your marriage will also be recognized in your own home country. Mm. Documents should be translated into English if your country's first language is not as such. Okay. Double check to make sure your home country will recognize your marriage if you are married in the U.S. If you are already in America, you can ask your country's consulate in the U.S. Oh, that's very interesting. My chiropractor is near the, I want to say like, how do you say, is it Qatar? Oh, Qatar. Mm -hmm. Consulate. Oh, it's on the same floor. Interesting. There's there's like an eye scanner. It's very interesting. Oh. Anyways. Official. <laughs> Under the public policy exception, if your U.S. marriage violates the public policy of your home country, then your marriage would not be automatically valid. 
if you are having a destination wedding in the US and intend on having family and friends with you, you need to make sure they have the necessary travel documents like passports, et cetera. That also very much checks out. I had a question, Natalie, when we were doing this. I was like, okay, I've heard a lot about common law marriage. Right. I feel like growing up in like sitcom, like they just like brought it. I don't know why I keep saying sitcoms this episode, but sitcoms are on my mind. Have you said it? Oh, at the very top. Yes. Yes. But I feel like they just were talked about a lot. Yeah. Is that a real thing? Right. Or is it an urban legend? I know. And I know so many people that have been together for like 15 years. And I'm like, so are you are you married? Common law? Yes. Well, not in California because common law marriage is allowed in only a, a minority of states. Okay. So a common law marriage is a legally recognized marriage between two people who have not purchased a marriage license or had their marriage solemnized by a ceremony. Okay. The states that common law marriage does exist. It's Colorado, Montana, Iowa, Kansas, New Hampshire, South Carolina, Texas, and Utah. In New Hampshire, for example, persons cohabitating and acknowledging each other as husband and wife and generally reputed to be such for the period of three years and until the death of one of them shall thereafter be deemed to have been legally married. So literally, if you're like roommates with somebody that you're like, I'm married to this person for three years. Like hubby. If you just say hubby and wifey, they're like, that's legit. Three years. That's a blink of an eye. Me and Joe have been together for four. <laughs> oh my God. If you called him your husband, you just like would automatically be married. I'd be a hubby. Hubby. I do not call him that. Just just so you guys know. Just so everybody knows. That's that's not a thing. All right, you guys. Well, that's how you get married legally. <sighs> I don't even know about planning a wedding on top of all oh this. Oh my God. I can see why brides are frazzled. Bratillas. And why I, again, have no desire to do this. Well, we hope you learn more about how to get married, how to obtain a marriage license and certificate, and the legal processes necessary to be officially man and wife. Maui. Man and man. Wife and wife. Woman. They and them. They, they. They, they. Whatever you are. Married. Love all of them. We love them all. Yeah. Okay, Nat, so let's circle back on this wine we've been drinking. Yes, let me uh, once again remind me of the, remind me, remind us of the name. Clendenin Family Vineyards, 2016, Tokai Friulano. <laughs> I still really don't know. Friulano. Friulano. It says from a state grown grapes planted at Bien Nacido. Good, it's linked in the show notes. Good if you something. Guys. It's linked in the show I notes. I don't speak Italian, okay? Okay, so do you want to introduce our hottie of the week? Oh, I love our hottie of the week. So we picked him because he is an officiant. He has officiated a wedding. He he can officiate your wedding. Just l- ask him. Slide into the DMs. <laughs> it is Jason Siegel. Such a nice guy. Oh, my God. I Truly Forgetting Sarah Marshall is one of the funniest movies. I love that movie. It's really funny. He's also very tall, I feel like. Oh, he's huge. Yeah. yeah. He's like 6'6". Six, six. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so one to Jason Siegel. What are we feeling for this? It's fine. I'll give it a... I'll give it a seven and a half. I'll meet you there. All right. Sounds- Actually, I like it. Okay. okay. It's fine. All right. All 
right, this is the part of the episode where we play a little wrap-up game, and this week it's Would You Rather. I have two for you. Should I do... I, let's do both. Okay. I'll start with one, then I'm going to do mine because I only have one and okay. it's not that good. And then we'll do yours again. Okay. okay. This one's a little silly. The next one's better. Would you rather get rich in a way that disappoints your family or just make enough money to live? Ooh, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> now, when you say just enough money to live, is that like comfortable living or is that like I'm a little, I'm a little. I think it's just to live. Oh, just I'm going to have to go with embarrass my family. I already, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? My sister, my dad's like, you know, your sisters are doctors and I'm over here like painting. <laughs> I'm already a disappointment. We should just no, oh add my a God. little bit, you know. This is more we're thinking like and there's only no fans or but something. There's no judgment on anybody no. who does that. But like if your family would be cool with that. Yeah. Maybe that's the way. But I saw that Cardi B made. What was it? Oh my god! I don't know. It was Black China. Oh, Black China made, made like, like millions of dollars. Two hundred million dollars on, on OnlyFans. I thought she was broke. I really not. do. If there was an OnlyFans for feet pics, I really would do it. I think maybe I wouldn't, but maybe I would. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, you would. <laughs> okay, my would you rather? Ugh, it's not as fun, but I think about it because it's two things that scare me. Would you rather spend a week alone in some sort of tank in the ocean? In a tank in the ocean? Well, some sort of like a submarine sort of, oh, you know, okay, vessel. I see, I see it. Okay. Or in space. And you are alone. Space. Really? I mean, well, I mean, the ocean just feels more... Si Why are you so nervous right now? Because I'm thinking about the ocean. <laughs> You're like... <laughs> <laughs> because I'm thinking about the ocean, it scares me. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I feel like space. I don't. I wouldn't feel claustrophobic. Where I would feel claustrophobic in underwater. It's no, interesting I be because I, it's basically the same thing. I see what you're saying with that, yeah. but there's something about. I mean, I can't breathe in either situation, right. but it does feel like I can breathe better in space. Yeah. Even though I can't. Right. Well, it's interesting because if you left your little space hub, you'd have to have like an oxygen mask on. Which is the same as being underwater. If you were scuba-ing, you'd have to have a little oxygen tank. I'd be up in space. Yeah, I think I would too. The only thing about space that freaks me the fuck out is that it just never ends. It's just so forever. quiet. We watched Interstellar recently. We had never seen it. Loved it. Loved it. Very deep. I loved it. Lots of layers. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I would do space because, you know, the ocean just scares the shit out of me. Yeah, I'm black. I don't feel comfortable <sighs> in the ocean. Not, not great things happen to us in the ocean. I so not like the ocean. Okay. And here's, okay, here's my last would you rather because okay. I was actually interested in this. Would you rather go to an intimate birthday party for someone you don't know oh, man. or organize a huge party for someone you do know? Oh, wow. Well, <sighs> See, this is the problem is me and organization, <laughs> I don't really understand it. My brain doesn't really get it. You know, neurodivergence, stand up. Oh, man. I just have to attend the... It, it is an intimate birthday. And with, I... And you don't know, you don't know anybody. At all. Mm -hmm. I don't know anyone. I'm just a stranger. Mm -mm. Yeah. You don't know anyone. They all know each other. Oh, man. This kind of happened to me the other day. <laughs> That's um, why I was like. <laughs> I think just for the sake of my friend 
who I would be planning the big party for, I would have to take the intimate birthday because it would be a dis- if I tried to little details, I just it would be a disaster and I would feel bad that I let my friend down. <laughs> so I'm going to have to go to the small birthday party. That's really taking it out. That's yeah. really taking it out for a bigger for a bigger purpose. Yeah. <laughs> for the greater good (laughs) okay guys well that's our episode if you like this episode we actually have similar episodes episode 99 if you're not getting married it's how to be single how to embrace being single i said how to be single because that's my favorite movie oh yeah (laughs) i have made you watch it right oh yeah okay i loved it and then we also have episode 78 which is how to fall in love with yourself which i think is still our highest listened to episode it's such a good episode so go back and listen to that and we will be back next week with another episode love you guys love you bye